or he was mad at her because she was mean to him, and they had a hate Rachel club, and Ross was part of it. Oh, wasn't he acting all prima donna? I think in that one, like the yeah, I thought yeah, he was. and it was funny because yeah. they were married at the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so funny. Which is I just hate fun. Yeah. The I hate Rachel club. <laughs> oh God! He's like, and it's Ross. So was a member, and he, like, pointed at Ross, and he's like, you don't need a point! They know who Ross is! <laughs> Welcome to Rebel Teacher Alliance, the podcast where teachers rethink student engagement, with Jamie Halsey, Fabian Hoffman, and Scott Kazarian. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rebel Teacher Alliance. So excited to be back and jumping in. Uh, normally we are, because we're such good friends anyways, like chat all the time on Marco Polo, which you guys have heard a lot if you've listened to the show at all. But like this week has been dead air. Did we talk to each other once yeah. this whole week? I don't think so. I sent it Fabian a couple texts. That I think that was about it. Yeah. About something yeah, really I think quiet. So. It was like crickets. Yeah. yeah. It was so weird. Which made getting together again actually like even more fun. It was like, you know, quiet makes the heart grow fonder. I don't really know how that works, but quiet? I don't know. No, it's absence. Distance? I don't know. Abscess? Is it? I don't know. Well, I'll I'll talk about, how about I start? Because I'll talk about what I did text out today uh, to you this week. So um, you guys all know I love Craigslist, especially Craigslist for free. I've gotten my, I know, I know. I've gotten my diner booth. I will have you know, I went to class this weekend on the three-day weekend to put up my other space wall. So I'm really close to the video of my room now. Like, super close. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, I just, close. again, it's I coming. reiterate, I don't happen. think it's happening. <laughs> it is my it goal is now. It's like the goal I'm working towards. Yeah. Uh, in fact, this should morning. Should we post something on TikTok, <laughs> like a, 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 a ticking clock or something? Yeah. We should like do that. Countdown. Days since yes. the promised video. Yeah. So, I don't know if I promised, <laughs> but. Um, anyway, well, you you've just so, committed to it just now. Yeah. Well, now I'm working. Yeah, it's coming. It's, it's happening. It's okay. coming. Uh, mm-hmm. But I even went this weekend and reorganized some things. My maker table wasn't really working the way I wanted to. And so I or reorganized some things. And man, you, you'd think I had like nothing in my room. It's so empty. But uh, oh Craigslist. So there was a guy. Put, or there's This is like somebody our age that's dad has a whole bunch of World War II era electronics. And she oh, just wants cool. him to get rid of them. And I was like, oh. So I reached out with my school email. Like, hey, I'm a teacher in middle school, downtown, you know, yeah. special ed, all the, all the things. And I was played like, the hey. teacher card. Uh-huh, I played the whole teacher card. I was like, I don't so know if you'd let me deck. just come back. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty good at the deck these days. Yeah. So Title she's, one school, special <laughs> title ed. Title one school, yeah. Teacher. Art of Honolulu. It's very, very sad. And uh, <laughs> no, so I just said all these fun, creative things. She goes, I don't know if you're going to be able to use any of this. This isn't like middle school type stuff. So I just gave her a few scenarios of things I've done in the past. And she goes, oh, yeah. that sounds perfect. Come by. And then I came by with my, my 20 kids and we loaded up the back of the minivan full of like all these World War II era, like old things. He used to work for the University UH and mm-hmm. has all sorts of just fun, flicky, buttony, switchy things that oh probably That's if like you, a playground for you. It really yeah. is. So yeah. actually we spent all day Monday in my in my like driveway with a table and just pulled everything out and started disassembling. And my goal was... he was teaching his children how to become hoarders. That's what he was doing. Well, what I texted out was... And I'll send it to you, Jamie, too. I don't know why I didn't. In fact, now I feel bad. Yeah, I mean, I got no text about any of this. Only because he made what looks like the coolest lightsaber, like the inner workings of a lightsaber with like a... It's like a light bulb, uh, like a long light bulb with like a copper wiring around it. Anyway, if I had sent you the picture, Jamie, you'd probably be like, wow, that's cool. But since I didn't, now you're just Mm -hmm. snarling at me. Although you do have uh, an Android phone, so I don't know if the picture would actually come through. So, Are you saying you're so offended by this? You win Apple versus Android on this? That's how I mean, right every time wow. I try to send a picture, I have to like jump through hoops to get yep. it to go through. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for yeah, that. No. Anyway, fine. so I was very excited about that. That because now what I had my kids do was keep the front panels with all the buttons and lights and switches and gut the rest. So these really heavy big pieces 
are now very light and easily movable, which means mm. I can move them into my class and then hopefully with some STEM help from my students, like turn those switches into things that will actually work in other ways, like lighting up LED lights or turning on a, a yeah. sound or so, emitting a sound when you flick them or something. So very excited for the yeah, potential. Yeah, it's cool. It's like Jason Hilbert would probably just freak out and yeah, would do the exact same thing that. that you do, Scott. Fabian, you're really um, good at repurposing, and so is you know Mr. Hilbert over there. But uh, I, I'm really bad. I've never known how to like paint something and make it look distressed. Is that yeah. the right word? And so mm-hmm. I, yes. I'm hoping to be able to kind of learn some of that along the way too. As it's pretty simple because yeah. all you got to do is like a, 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 like you use acrylic paint and like mix it with a lot of water. So it's just dirty water basically. And then you just like dab it on things, which oh. makes it kind of look grimy. Grimy. Yeah. And I then already have you a lot of grimy things and it's self-grimed in my room. So well, then you don't have to do anything. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You, have a, Actually, you have a Hawaii putting, classroom. Yeah, it might just blend really well. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm very excited about that and the potential of it. At this point, it's just yeah. been gutted. And now so I'm where okay, is it now? And where are you going to store this in order well, to... You, know, you bring up great questions, Jamie, um, that <laughs> I don't quite have I'm just saying logistics. I'm just Right now, it's in the back of the minivan. Okay. Uh, a few things. Oh, cool. Um, I did when I went this weekend to kind of reorganize things. I was thinking with that in mind of like where I could mm-hmm. stack a couple of these. We're talking about like maybe like not even a foot high and maybe a foot and a half wide, just little cubes and boxes that kind of could mm-hmm. go like when you're walking through Galaxy's Edge and you kind of see like a, a birdcage kind of thing hanging somewhere or something, just kind of in my room. But once I clean it and they, then the, the you have ju- bird cages in your room. No, like, you sorry, know, I wasn't you listening to the galaxy's edge <laughs> and there's like, those yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Fabian I was know. daydreaming for a second. No. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, you said galaxy's edge and I was like, Oh, but a live mm. bird. I don't think that would last very long in my class. I don't think I want Probably to see not. that happen. No. <laughs> no, but you could put a chicken in there. <laughs> the there's trauma so of a dead bird for my students would be very sad. Um, and yeah, I don't think that's teaching, but um, yeah. yeah. So wow. really excited for the potential of it. It's not anywhere yet. It's in the minivan, waiting to yeah. be brought up to the room. But there's nowhere to put it in the room at this point. I'm I'm almost done. I'm telling you, I'm really close. I'm very excited about it. Okay, that's enough about me. All right, yeah. somebody else go. Jameson. I mean, I could talk more. You guys want me to keep talking? I mean, I could talk more. Okay, I just got my devices. My device. Oh, yeah, that's oh, what yeah. That's there like you go. One big, month into big school. News. One month yeah. in. I always tell people, you could ask me. I always have something I could say, but do you really want to hear all the things I have to say? So, in this case, you guys paused too yeah. long. So, a month into school, yeah. I finally got my devices, uh, which is. <laughs> Which is really hard, especially when since none of them connected to the internet when I got them. Oh, so that was but super so, awesome. wh- why? What's the what's the what's the, what's the why? Well, there's no nefariousness to it. There's really just uh, logistics. It's there's a whole bunch, and are they cataloged? Are they labeled? Do they all have their own like um, district numbers on them? And the answer to that was no to all of that. And so mm. they kind of had to start from scratch. Mm. With having to catalog everything and get it out, I mean, that's, but they that's can't the do that during the summer. Uh, like they they don't, could, like, but it's it, they don't. We don't have like a specific person for it. It's actually a teacher who actually carries that as oh, part they don't, of their. You load. guys don't have a tech oh department God. with a with people that can do that. The person? DOE does, but at our school we are responsible. So the DOE for doesn't ourselves. farm out tech people. No, uh-uh. uh, wait, no, they that? do. Like where where we used to be, Scott, there was there were two. Remember Mike? You remember Mike? Yeah, Mike, Mike, like the the crazy <laughs> like tech guy who. Oh yes, Mike. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, that's true. And then we true. got like an. Then yeah. we got another guy who was yes. much younger and more on it. You know, my password um, is still the password he made me, Mike. I remember that way back <laughs> then because it was such a good password. And it was very creative and personal to me. So yeah. I just left it my password. So no, uh, he shout out. Money. He was, I have to shout out my tech guy who's yeah. also Mike. Yeah. My tech Can guy I shout out Ma- my tech guy, all, who's Alan? Alan is amazing. Al, okay, so shout out to all the tech guys <laughs> named so, Mike So now Alan. I'm confused because, yes, I guess there are technically there are people. But, okay, yeah. so for whatever reason, since I've been to this school, there isn't one. And so a teacher actually just has a couple extra preps and they kind of mold that in, which is, isn't oh, ideal. So she's very – That is not ideal. Yeah, she's yeah. very taxed and she's left with – 
really having to recatalog so, everything. It's not an ideal situation. So here's here's an idea, and I don't know if this is the way it's supposed to work eventually. If right. you're meant to have de- dedicated devices to your classroom, yeah, do they are they in like a cart, like a Chromebook cart? <laughs> No. Okay. Oh, so, so, it, so is this something? <laughs> is there a reason why you have to hand all these back at the end of the year? So, I, I would say COVID on this one. So originally, okay. right, everyone had a device. They picked it up. Uh, the first year they took it home with them. It was like theirs because yeah. they were never on campus all the time. Yeah. Right. Then the next year it was they picked it up in the morning from a, from homeroom. Then they brought it back yeah. at the end of the day. Oh, and I think we did that for of, two years. So they brought it around with yes. them as they traveled from class to class. So this is the first year we're doing back to classroom sets. Now, I will tell you when okay. I got hired – there were not enough classroom sets because I originally was like, wait, I'm not going to have computers in my classroom. Yeah. And they said, yeah, "Yeah, no, we don't have enough sets. And then with COVID, we got the funding for the iPad. Right. Okay. The only reason I have anything at this kind of a school is that uh, it is the COVID federal funds and state funds that came in to do that. So that's crazy. You kind of just have to be thankful for what you got at a school like mine. You just be thankful for what you got a little bit. So, yeah, Anyway, I just got them. But what it has allowed me to do the last couple of years is plan for no devices. Yeah. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is really weird. So I actually launched like uh, two PBL projects that came from PDs that I started or that I did yeah. over, over the course of time. Uh, one of them's on what you want to be when you grow up as they jump into sixth grade because a lot of our conversations about history mm-hmm. are connected to – like the jobs of the past to how has history influenced today. Mm -hmm. And so I spend a lot of time with that. So that's really fun for my world history class. And then for my Hawaiian history class, it's all about cultural identity. So I have Mm -hmm. a cultural identity. Oh yeah. I remember that project. And they're all offline. I mean, really they're, they're interviewing family members. Uh, The, the most they have to do is maybe get some Google images to, uh, represent events in their lives kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like if they have a birthday and they don't have a picture of them at a birthday, mm-hmm. which most of my yeah. students wouldn't have like collections of digital photos of their mm-hmm. birthdays and stuff. That's just not where they came from. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's, it's allowed me uh, an opportunity to invest in their personal lives more yeah. than I probably would have because I would have been so busy jumping into mm-hmm. curriculum that I've just been like, well, if I can't, do that and i and this could be really cool it kind of gives them this huge amount of ownership right off the bat yeah really well i mean that's a good way to look at it and maybe that's how you continue to move forward forward even if you do have devices i think i will this Mm -hmm. is the first year actually i'm doing two different ones i was Mm -hmm. just doing the cultural project for sixth and seventh but then Mm -hmm. and then redoing it every two years because then obviously the seventh graders would have done it again now i have one for sixth what do you want to be when you grow up and a whole interview process. It's interesting. Like I'm having them look at their parents or their, whoever guardians them and be like, what did you want to be when you were my age? What do you do now? What was your dream job? And then I'm like, Hey students, what did you learn from that interview? And some Mm -hmm. of my students are like, Oh, don't give up on your dreams. And some of them are like, Oh, you know, like sometimes things aren't always going to work out the way you Mm -hmm. thought they would, but keep Mm -hmm. going. And I'm like, Oh, Look at me. Yeah. Something That's came cool. out there. I always, you, sometimes I fall backwards well into stuff. but Yeah. It, yeah. it, it, it works. So, it, yeah. So they're putting together their their final like poster type project because, again, it had to be all offline. Their poster yeah. presentation of it or whatever they want to do to present mm-hmm. it physically on the action, like no Google Slides or anything. Mm-hmm. And then, then we'll jump into devices. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. It's cool. Really good. All right. All right. That's okay, awesome. so if I if I hand it off again and nobody okay, talks, well you need to pick else. a person. Well, is there more? Can... <laughs> All right. Well, you uh, got a you got a point. Jamie, you got a point. You're the Jamie, one that you're the about... one that has the list of things uh, we're going to talk uh, about. Are we so calling you the official host after many many years? You are the official no. host. You have to point. No, us no, in no, 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 no. Don't give him that much power. No, 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 no. I mean, you're the power of the. Fabian has the power of the Zoom. So he can he can I shut have, this down right now. Wow. <laughs> I also have the power of the edit, so yeah. I can True. cut all of this. We so. could just make this the Jamie and Fabian show. Wow, we could that escalated be, or de. It would be very, very quiet for yeah. a long time. It would be there'd be awkward pauses, so much, but, yeah. but you yeah. know. Who would you we make could. fun of for having could, the best closet around? Who would you? I, you just, if it, I could cut around all that. Be lost Scott. Without yeah. Me. All right, just yeah. admit it. All right, Kyber Crystal, Jamie, go. Okay. So, um, actually, so we're, what, four weeks into school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I already have a kid that made a lightsaber. And I, I, I was... Which usually I was free- takes, like, 
a, a lot longer for you, Way right? Like six longer. weeks, and, seven weeks. Yeah. And here's what it is. This group of kids are collectors and uh, and they, what what's the, uh, not adventurers, what's the, uh, the. Explorers. They're explorers. Explorers and achievers. Yeah. They're explorers. So they, rather than choosing power cards, which most kids do, this group is obsessed with kyber crystals. So they have wiped, I mean, nearly wiped out my deck. I've had, I have plenty of cards, so I had to like replenish my deck, which normally I don't have to do. But there were so many out there that this student, too, definitely earned a lot of cards. She's already done a lot of projects and side quests and things like that. Yeah, so tell tell us what she earns. How do you earn Kyber Crystals? So there's a bunch of ways. So one of them is book talks, and she did do a book talk. Uh, She also did... uh, two side quests uh and those were big enough side quests that she could earn a card for um she's also a really good reader and reads Mm -hmm. prolifically so she has already read two thousand pages um so wait is this that's a fifth grader this is a fourth grader fourth fourth grader Mm -hmm. okay yeah she's super into it she's read she's logged in 10 books so far Wow. And she just wow. reads, reads, reads. So she's she's just very, um, she's on it. And then now that she's started down this gamification path, she's catching on real quick. So she, she built a lightsaber. So I'm like, oh boy, here we go. So normally I would have to wait and do dice battles because that's usually my signal to start dice battles is when mm-hmm. the first kid gets the lightsaber. But we're so into this, early into the school year, I'm having to readjust that a little bit. So my plan yeah. is we're, we're going to go for it. We're just going to dig right into the dice battles and the rest of the class will get annihilated and she'll be fine. Yeah, because that's I, your favorite part when you wipe them all out, right? It's like, super like, fun <laughs> to wipe them out. And so, yeah, yeah they're just going to get – they're going to learn like they really need to get that lightsaber and hurry because yeah. you're going to the, – the boss is going to beat you really bad. So I think it will be good to readjust and get this party yeah. started. And then plus – I do have a lot of kids whose siblings were in my class before, and they're already asking about dice battles. And so mm-hmm. some of them know, like, what's coming or, like, have it kind of an idea. So they're, they'll be into it. But So, Jamie, do you want to give a non-Fabian answer to what are dice battles? Maybe a short and yes. succinct. Or dice, Excuse me. Yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, we were all thinking it. Sorry. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, me too. Remember, I'm the host. I said Jamie should talk. I, I don't think. No, I, no, I didn't, no, no. Here I didn't we go. The power talk. struggle begins. No. no, you're not. My succinct uh, answer Wait. for boss Win. battles is: in my class, they take a quiz, they earn health, the boss has health, they each have dice, and they have a roll off, and whoever is the last one standing wins. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. There you go. Wow, that wow. was really short. I don't. I did not understand it. Can you make it a little bit longer? No, <laughs> Can you no. put it in ChatGPT and do it for like yeah. a sixth grader? No. Um, well, that's awesome. Okay. And then, so you brought up a few things there. Like you yeah. talk, brought up your kyber crystals, but then you also brought up book talks, which I know we kind of want to hit up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you know, I, we, I've talked about this multiple times about how students log in books and they have their three kind of major goals that they want to accomplish by the end of the year and they're all reading goals one is to read 40 books two is to read 1 million words which translates to about 6000 pages and then the final mm-hmm. one is to read three different genres but in order to earn the genre badge and the genre like points toward the goal they have to talk about the book in that particular genre And the Mm -hmm. way they do that, it could be simply just kind of writing a speech and talking about it. But most of the time, kids want to anchor what they, that book in some sort of project that they create. And it's very open-ended. So this year, they came out of the box, like, running with this topic. The very Mm -hmm. first one was a student read the Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, created a cardboard cake. And on one of the slices of cake had facts about the book. 
that it was really out the yeah out that, the gate. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the standard is set. The standard so is now, set. Okay. And we asked you, did you like give them like zero like directions hints or samples, and you didn't give them anything? They just I did. I mean I told them like you can make a poster, you can do a flip thing. You know, I did talk about my student last year who, you know, took three months sewed a Mary Poppins costume and came in in costume. So you know, I taught. Yeah. I'm like, you can do whatever you want with it, like. Whatever. So since then, I've had the cake. I've had a hand-drawn map based on uh, locations in the book. And the kid and his mom kind of burned the edges of the map. So I'm like, that's really cool. So they made it look really old. But he drew it. Like I could tell he drew the map. Mom just helped with the edges, which is a good thing to help with. Um, The one that earned the Kyber Crystal, she made one. It was on one of the Harry Potter books. And it's kind of like a like a character that's attached to a paper with a scene and the character can kind of flap and move. It kind of has movement to it. And then the last one, because, you know, I don't know, I felt weird giving like a, a, you know, a a legacy wall to the very first kid out the gate. Right. Because then I didn't want like a hundred cakes, right, from different kids. It's like when the first gymnast, you know, you can't give them all tens because they're the first one. What about what if somebody else gets better? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know. It's exactly like it. It is a little bit like that, yeah. But then another student of mine created, she read this book, uh, The Girl Who Drank the Moon, I think it was. Anyway, she created a moon out of paper mache, and she put an LED light in it, so it lights up and is now part of my decor. It's really cool. It's really cool looking. It looks cool, yeah. So I have four projects already. Oh, actually two more came in. I had another kid do create a board game. Talk about hmm. what you wanted to do, Fabian. Created a board yeah. game based on a book had it was kind of like Monopoly. Had like she had like little money. She created it out of like a a, a Cheerio box. Like she unfolded it and there was the game inside. It had like all these like trivia questions about the book. She made um, handmade game pieces. It was like. Hmm. Plus, already. if you get hungry, a, there's like Cheerios, it's so it's a win-win. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. So already yeah. these kids are like running with it, which is truly incredible. I've never seen anything like it. So, Jamie, I love that you That's just power so through my comments. I just, sometimes. I just, yeah. Sometimes I just have to ignore it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just have to. Shake well, so your okay. So here's the question I have as yes. a host. So here's here's what it is so for examples that you're showing students like in this case you didn't show any and i struggle with this a little bit i'm sure some of our uh other people that are tuning into are the same way i have a teacher that i work with a co-teacher who only shows like the best examples of work Mm. um i have others that i've heard like do non-examples and examples um but i tend to my students tend to be very literal and like okay just tell me what to do and i'll do it so i like tend to not want to give them anything but i also know that too much freedom for them is really hard Mm -hmm. for them to kind of like wrap their heads around Mm -hmm. like the poster i handed him today like one of them it's like bigger than the human that i handed it to and he's like i don't know what to do it's like too much space and we even did like rough drafts (laughs) on paper like we did so many things but where do you two kind of land on showing examples and not wanting to like poison the well of what they could do because you like, give them too many examples. Okay, somebody go. I have one. Okay, so one of the things that we did is one of the um, EMC2 foldables. We did a foldable as a class project based on an article that we read in class. But I had a bunch of leftover foldable papers. And so we had a discussion like, hey, I've got all these extras. We're not going to be doing this exact foldable again. However, could you take this and do a book talk on it? And then we talked about all the ways you could use it. It's like basically a paper folded in half with three flaps that can flip up and down, like a little flip book. And so I I had like, I don't know, 20 of them. And I'm like, you could take this. What could you turn into? So then we brainstormed ideas, like three characters from the book, three scenes from the book, problem, solution, ending, um, three uh, settings from the book, um, your uh, quotes one of the kids said I could pull out quotes from the book with illustrations. So mm-hmm. I like sometimes taking something that we do in class and then say, hey, you, what we did today is something you could then turn into a book talk Ooh, like later. 
yeah, as yeah. an idea. Yeah. And you're not actually showing them a completed something. You're, and they've already sort of kind of done it in the previous one in regards to kind of sectionals and things like that. What and what that? ends up happening is students start creating things, and then that's where the ideas flow. So once you get one going, it builds on itself. So I don't, yeah. I don't have to really direct much. So as soon as somebody brings the cake, you're like, oh my gosh. And then everybody's like, whoa. Yeah. Like now, yeah. wow. Now they're like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. what I could do. And then they also see that like when they present, I keep it real casual. Like I, they can sit down to present. They don't have to stand to present at the beginning of the year. You know, stuff like that. And they're kind yeah. of showing yeah. it off. Super cash. And super cash. They don't have to prepare anything necessarily ahead of time. I can kind of guide them with questions. And they see that it's not scary to do that. And then yeah. the kid gets a lot of accolades because they're like you know excited about what they created and then we hang it up in class and then mm-hmm. yeah. it's part of you know the decor and the you know bulletin boards and stuff in class all right Fabian, your turn examples non-examples do you do any of that um i do i show them a breadth of examples so one of the things that i do is like a, the character character creator thing from mm, emc mm-hmm. um where they create a character from the middle ages after we talked about the different social classes and um i show i just show them student work that i have that i liked um but i show them like all the ones that look pretty but there is maybe only one in there that was really good because even though they look pretty because they had really good artists they were missing a lot of information so it's really cool to kind of like tear it apart and be like, hey, this is, I love this one, but the biography is only two sentences. Yeah, that's not where we want to go, right? So I kind of try to show, like, just because you can draw doesn't mean that it's a good character, right? Because there's a lot of, like, there's no history to this character. They don't have a biography or whatever. So I I try to show them, like, a gamut of, like, all kinds of things. Like, this is good, this is medium, this is, like, perfect, near perfect. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just save those and scan them and then I have them always with me when I need them. I think if you're grading something, I think it's good to have examples, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like this book talk thing is just for XP and, you know, the experience of, and practice and enjoyment of reading. So if it was something that they were going to be, you know, formally graded on, or if it was some sort of formative or summative assessment i would probably have some sort of example yeah you'd have like a formal rubric and and some sort of like examples or examples that's true Mm -hmm. yeah i find like i found myself i i had my own sixth grader he's in eighth grade now but a couple years ago i had him do a cultural identity project in fact i just handed him my personal timeline my country report my family and i just did it all myself and then i handed him the papers and said if you were going to create something that visually displayed it, could you just put something together? And uh, so I actually use that as kind of my example slash sort of what yeah. you said, maybe non-example. Like he just drew four lines and made four sections. And I was like, that's kind of lame. It's sort of boring. Like I don't like that it's so closed <laughs> off in line. You could do yeah. anything else. And you know what one of the kids said? He goes, could I do clouds? And I was like, yeah, sure. Can. I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, yes. yes. And so one of his sections is is in the clouds. I thought, okay, there yeah. we go. I got one to like think yeah. creatively, and so yeah. I, don't know, I was just curious. Yeah. All right, thanks, That's guys. Cool. As the host, I approve this part, this portion of the of oh the book. Oh my gosh, you're right, Fabian. I never. This, all right, do what you, did you do, <laughs> Jamie? What worms? Jamie, you want to talk about anything else? You had kind of uh, you you did some classroom takeovers. You want to be you want to do that next time, or you want to do it today? Uh, Actually, since it just happened and it's fresh because it happened today, yeah, maybe we can talk about it. So, um, so we are doing a district wide adoption of Edu protocols, and we've had John Crippo come (laughs) and uh, present a couple of times, and Jake Carr is coming uh, to our uh, fall PD stuff like that. So that the a group a committee came up with some ideas of ways we could kind of get the word out about edu protocols and what we came up Mm -hmm. with was how about we do demo lessons and classroom takeovers and we all decided that random emoji power paragraph is really easy to execute even if you're new to to edu protocols and it's something that um teachers could i think grab onto and also it's low tech for teachers as well and so I 
uh, had the fourth and fifth grade teachers sign up for time slots. And I went into the seven classrooms today and I was in there for a half an hour and we did a couple rounds of random emoji power paragraph. Um, so I demoed it for the teachers. The kids were really engaged and that was really fun to see. And then yeah. they, um, when we have a brand new Tosa, she was following me around so she could learn about it. And she uh, was learning the protocol too, but also helping out and uh, really was giving me great feedback on, you know, kind of how the lessons were going and observations that she made. And she made some really good observations that once she told me about that, I just found it really interesting. So after going into like seven classrooms today in fourth and fifth mm -hmm. grade, what we noticed is that the, um, and, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to put genders in boxes, but typically boys tend to not be as excited about writing, right? That kind of seems yeah. to be a thing. Um, and Because boys are much better at math, we all know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, there's maybe wow, like there they're quieter about their yeah. excitement for it, but wow. whatever. <laughs> but they, they, as a group, if you were to look at boys and girls, if you're just scanning the class. Yeah. We'll allow it, we'll allow it. The boys, yeah, the yeah, boys yeah, are very yeah, animated sure. with we get it, we get the it. emojis. Yeah. I mean, not to say that some yeah. of the girls weren't, but by and large, the boys were really excited and, and the, some of the things that they would say, and it, it happened in every single class, when something would come up, there would be kids like, oh, that's, that's perfect for my story. It's exactly what I needed to continue with my story. And mm -hmm. it was so funny. Every time, every single class, somebody would say something about that. The light bulb, like, the, oh. Like, oh, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I wanted, you know. And um, yeah. it was really exciting. They were really engaged. And uh, it was neat that's to cool. see that. Even some kids that last year, because it was cool seeing going into the fifth grade classes and seeing some former students and other students from other classes and watching them really go to town and write a cohesive story and have fun with it and not complain and mm -hmm. just do it and enjoy themselves. So, it, so I have a lo logistical yeah. question. Um, so when you show up in that classroom, mm -hmm. um because Karipo talked about this too. It's like he was. That the, there were there was an incident that he talked about, like where where students were like getting out of their seat or whatever were, were excited, right? Mm -hmm. And the teacher was like, like, putting them back in their place more or less, right? You shouldn't, you can't walk around. And Karipo was like, no, no, that's that. I want that. I want like. Did you have like an experience like that where it's like a teacher was kind of trying to control? the chaos that you're creating that that controlled chaos that you're creating yeah yeah i know what you were talking about to be honest this one is not as chaotic as some of the other edu protocols in terms of like noise level and stuff like that yeah um i think he was talking about fast and the curious I yeah think that's like a they tend to get very animated one, right? that was right, pretty rubbed that. up mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah this one is pretty chill because they're just getting like the emojis okay. um and so, and the teachers that I went into their classrooms, they were really good about just letting me take control. Um, okay. But they, like, but, oh, God, here comes Jamie again. <laughs> here she is. <laughs> okay. Put the on, everybody. Um, we get it. <laughs> but what I really appreciated about what the teachers were doing, though, is they were walking around, and I was modeling, like, you know, as the kids are writing these two-minute kind of bursts of writing between emojis, I was walking around and just giving verbal feedback. And then they started doing the same mm -hmm. thing. So it ended up being like between the Tosa, myself, and the classroom teacher, they were walking around and just giving a bunch of feedback to kids. Um, and I just I think mean, that's really neat. I mean, how often do you get to have a chance to have three teachers like, give feedback Yeah, to like execute a, room, a writing right? lesson. But, yeah. it, but what was neat about it is there wasn't a single kid that like absolutely refused to work. There yeah. wasn't a single kid really like getting out of their seat. The most was when kids needed to get like another piece of paper because they ran out of room or they needed a pencil. So, you yeah. know, it, it was it was pretty calm. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It must have been exhausting. More tiring than a normal so, day or same? It was pretty tiring because I had yeah. to be really, you know, animated with the kids. Like, and I yeah, was... I mean, you had to be Karippo for seven classes. I had to yeah. be Karippo. It was, man, yeah. living in that body is really rough. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Uh, so hats off to you, uh, John, right for there. that. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, I was really trying to imitate that, and it was man, seven classes was a lot. Yeah. Wow. But it was well, well done. Good. good job. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. All right, Fabian, take us away. Take us take us down to the end here. We got we got some things right. going on in your classroom. You're going to talk about it. Yes, it's it's smart start time, right? So currently, uh, I'm I'm trying to do a couple of things like I talked about uh, last time, a couple of times. I don't even when I don't know when. Yeah, it was. whenever. Um, yes. I did the 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 blast off, and they learned how to do like a, a smart start. What was it? I don't Freyer. remember. Anyways, Freyer. Yes, we did Freyer. So I'm I'm also launching like see it's like everything is just blurring together. Um, I'm glad you're listening to what I'm saying, Jimmy. Um, yeah, Freyer. So I did uh, I did a thing that um, Jake Carr posted or that you gave to me the eye bombing thing, which was amazing. Oh. Um, where uh, I bought a bunch of googly eyes and then I sent my oh, students yes. out. We first we talked about like why do we study history and we had a really good discussion and um, then I sent them out uh, like at the end of the week after we did the whole like why do we even study history like what's the point? Um, I sent them out and had them eye bomb so they had to go around put googly eyes on things to make them look like faces and then they had to write from the story from the point of view of that object with the eyes to kind of like explain to them and and, and illustrate to them that history are just stories essentially right and depending on who tells the story you get different points of views and so on and which is really funny because some had like similar objects and they were telling different stories. So one had mm. like a, uh, we we have these um, uh, uh, dispensers, these uh, hand sanitizer dispensers around the building. And so there were two students or two groups of students who went up and did the same thing. They put like uh, eyeballs on him. And then one of them was talking about like how people always come up to him and uh, to, to the object and just said them yeah they don't really like it so they just pee in their hands and <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was hilarious and then the other one was was not at all like that right it's like i don't even remember exactly what it was but this one that one stood out because it was like just funny the other one was telling just a random story i see students walking around all day or whatever right so it just shows like how different points of views from the same thing essentially can can be very different yeah, because I would um, so write something like, they only use me for my sanitizer. They don't really like me. That's what I would say. Well, yeah. the other thing, or, too, or, with, <laughs> with history is that it's all about artifacts, right? And looking at artifacts, yeah. and artifacts tell a story. And these are basically artifacts yeah. of the modern age, right? And they have a story to tell. Exactly. So that's yeah. really cool. And and so the, it was really fun. And there was another one that <laughs> it was a, a, a towel dispenser, like a, yeah, a hand towel dispenser. And uh, it said, like, it was in the bathroom, and they wrote, like, uh, yeah, I'm in the bathroom. I see people go pee all the time, which is kind of gross. <laughs> and then they, some of them wash their hands and come up to me and just keep waving at me. So I just, like, give them one of my towels so they go away. <laughs> and then, and, so, and some of them don't even wash their hands. Ew. <laughs> so it was just really funny, like, the ending. Um, so they get really creative with it, and it teaches them how to do uh, a, a thin slide, essentially, right? Yeah. And so um, today I had to pivot in my class mm. and because I said I tried to set up like a um, the thing that I found on EMC2 Learning. Like I have the, the learner dashboard that I use every year. And for some reason this time it did like something didn't work. I sat there last night and did it for like two hours, did the setup thing and Doctopus and blah, blah. It's like super involved. And then this morning I was getting ready, like putting things together during my prep. And then I noticed like it's not working. Like something was up. I have to redo the whole thing. And that was like literally I didn't, I was finding this out towards the end of my prep because I was like, ah, I'm going to be fine. And then I had to pivot in class. And I was like, okay, guys, it says uh, organizational stuff, but that's not what we're going to do. So we finished like, um, an activity from from yesterday that did um, uh, short presentations, and then um, I was like, okay, what do I do? Oh, I'm gonna do grading next, so I'm just gonna have them uh, think about what grades mean to them. And I could have done this as a just a classroom discussion, uh, but then I was like, yeah, but that's not fun. Like they don't love necessarily sharing right yet. And then they're just going to say, I don't like grades, 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's not going to go very far. And so I was like, I'm just going to like, I have a thin slide ready to go. Like they have that on my drive. I have a shared folder already with them um, that they all, all have access to. So I just dropped the thin slide in there. I was like, okay, think of a word, think of a, uh, find a picture that represents that word uh, about what you think about grades. How you, you feel, feel about, about grades. <laughs> yeah. And it was awesome. Uh, like I gave him three minutes to do it, which was not a lot of time. And, but most of them got it done. And it was the typical thin slide thing where it's like there's no time and everybody's just like furiously working and trying to get this done. There's no time to talk to anyone. They're just like focused. So it was really cool. And then we just did a quick ref- uh, like presentation. Like I showed the thing. We laughed. Um, we talked about how so-and-so felt stressed uh, when they think about grades. And the other person over here also felt stressed. So they, f- they see like, oh, I'm not the only one who feels stressed about grades or who feels like anxious about grades because their parents might take their phone away stuff like that so you create like culture with that as well Mm -hmm. did Um, anybody have a positive relationship with grades yeah there were some there were some that were that had like success or growth or whatever and we've been talking about growth mindset so i'm I'm trying to slowly condition them into growth mindset and my grading um my my non-grading uh classroom um so i'm traditional like conditioning them to go into that direction and start thinking in like okay but and it also gives you a good like basis for a discussion about why i do the things i do because a lot Mm. of them are like said nervous they're nervous about their grades Mm -hmm. because when they turn something in they don't know if it's good or not Mm. which is amazing right because that's exactly what you're going to avoid if you go gradeless because you can say okay but in the end you know exactly where you are you have the rubric. We talked about it a million times. So mm-hmm. there's no confusion. There's no nervousness necessary because you know, right? Well, this so, is another example of where the pivot can lead to something maybe more permanent or, you know, that sounds yeah. like a good one that you are going to want to incorporate every well, year. Well, I'm going to do that again. Right? It was, <laughs> this was really good. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, today. pat on yeah. the back. We're proud of you too. <laughs> yeah, and I finally got an, an AC unit in my classroom. So after oh. over a year of my AC not working oh. in my classroom and students just sweating like pigs. Wait, you haven't had AC and... like it's just hot yeah. every day? Is oh, it like gosh. that in the whole school or just in your room? No, just our side of the building okay. and only on seventh grade. Mm. So wow. it's not fun. You you, you walk, so you're in, in like southern louisiana like new orleans swampy yeah that's my room sandy and then you walk no southern louisiana (laughs) in my room like literally new orleans it's yeah and then you walk to the other side of the building and it becomes progressively colder it's like you're walking towards a refrigeration section and you could just imagine the students being like oh it's so nice in here and then when they walk into the years like oh yeah they're like so awful in here well congratulations you got an ac Hey, yeah, but it's horrible. Bravo oh. to uh, it, it, good working di- conditions. Well, yeah. wait, wait, we're not yeah. done. Yeah, tell us the whole story. It's not that great. Well, first they gave me a, a like a an industrial fan, basically, like oh. last week, and I was like, I cannot turn this on. Like, I, mean, I cannot it blows hear it anyone. Yeah, oh, like the big fan? circular. It's like ri- it's like this big, and it goes <laughs> <laughs> like when you have a flood in your house and it's and dry. Yeah, it's carpet. Wind pretty tunnel. much like. It was ridiculous, and it <laughs> it was great because it like blew air around and it cooled people down, but also it blew everything off their desks. Oh my God, <laughs> and so, a and when we wanted, when we wanted to talk in cla- like have a discussion, I had to turn it off, or I had to walk up exactly to that person and be like, "Okay, tell me, and then I'll tell everyone." And so I was like, "Okay, this sucks." So I wasn't turning them on only when it was really bad, and then I got the AC today, which is ginormous like five feet tall almost it's ridiculous is it like a rollable one that like kind of just yeah it's rollable but it's like literally like yeah four and a half five feet tall it's it's huge so they expect you to have this like like giant roll away thing or is that just a stopgap until you get like the actual thing they rented it because Uh. they're still trying to repair my ac Mm. um which apparently it goes like the 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 connection goes directly from my room up to the roof so everything else kind of connects into it i guess and then it goes up to the roof from like where i am but they it's like it it 
doesn't work. Like so they they tested it and they pumped in like 300 psi uh, before they left for the day and then the next morning they came in and they tested it and there was 3 psi left in there. So the stuff would come down and it would like cool all the rooms in our on our th fourth floor and then it would come to me and there's nothing in there. Oh my God! Nothing's so there was left. no cold air. So they went back to 2002 and got their air conditioning and installed it for you. Yeah, that's so nice. Exactly. Oh, that's so yeah. great. It only took a year. Yeah. I told a student today, and she was like, "Oh my God, you finally got it! That's so cool. We're so yeah. happy for you." <laughs> I mean, we knew eventually you would get it. Yeah. So, oh, that's awesome. I, but I cannot like it's like one of those things. I cannot have a classroom discussion with that thing on. It's no. gonna be cool. But I cannot talk to people. Like no. they can't hear me. I can't hear them. Yeah. Nobody can hear each other. Who's so really it's like I have to repeat. Anyway. I mean, there's That's so many true. questions. Yeah. But I have to repeat everything oh that people are God. saying. And I have a lot of girls who are very shy, who st are still wearing masks. Ooh. Uh, and they. Like it's like oh, ridiculous. Gosh. So that nobody hears each other in that room. So I have to be like the voice. Everyone. Most of my masks have come down. Very rarely does a mask still exist. Yeah, most of them are down, yeah. but there are like still some couple holdouts students who not because of COVID, but because they don't want their face shown. You know what? What I've found is really good conversations uh, about with students. Obviously, I have a relationship with. I don't just walk up to stranger students and be like, "Hey, I saw you didn't have a mask on yesterday, and now you do." <laughs> but the ones that actually take it on and off, I'm like, "Hey, yeah. I noticed that you have out." I said, "Do you wear?" I sometimes will be like, do you wear it because you're a little nervous like, or maybe just having a harder day? And they're usually pretty good about admitting that they choose to wear it on days or yeah. in moments that are – it's kind of like their safety. Or they're figure, insecure right? yeah. or something. Yeah, I could see and that. And the more they're yeah. aware of it, I'm finding the more – I think they're starting to recognize that they're doing it for those reasons. I'm not entirely sure they knew they were doing it for those reasons. And so yeah. I lovingly said, hey, I'm noticing – well, that's awesome, and, Fabian. Yeah. Pivoting, pivot, the pivot. Yeah. Yep. The pivot. The awesome. positive pivot. I think we all need something in our back pocket, and why not Edge Protocol? It sounds like that worked out really well for you. It it does, and honestly, like one of my greatest like finds that I had the last couple of years was this idea again on EMC two of just sharing a folder. Yeah, with your that's yeah. huge. Yeah. It's incredible for for something like this for Edge Protocols. It is the quickest thing. And you have so much control. Yeah. You don't have to post anything. So I yeah. could have just posted it on our canvas. Yeah. And then they have to copy. go there. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get a copy. So, but this way, just go to your shared folder, click on it, claim a slide, let's go. It yeah. took literally three minutes. Yeah. It's awesome. So, yeah, I feel like we learned that from a guest we had on or something. I don't really know where we got that from, but it's been really good. I, for saw, me I too. saw it on EMC too, but I don't know. All right. Then maybe you talked about it with us. Yeah, maybe. maybe you were the guest. All yeah, right, well, all right, let's uh, let's land this puppy. Um, anybody got a game we're playing? We didn't talk about this ahead of time. I mean, I have no, one. I didn't. always have one, but I, I have one too. Yeah. But Jamie, I don't. No. Now nah, Jamie's done. All right, Jamie's <laughs> done. Uh, just for those on Team Jamie that are feeling like very upset that I didn't text her, I have now fulfilled my duty and sent all the texts because I know you guys. You know, Team Jamie is pretty strong out there. <laughs> yeah, Team Jamie. There's, so there I are T-shirts. There are I, fan groups. Uh huh. Yeah. So oh, uh, the, the texts have been my sent. And the, guys? The pictures my have been sent. You are, no, you don't get it. Why don't I get it? Like I'm like the leader of the Team Jamie. Yeah, it's like a secret fan. Group. No, no. It's more it's like stalkers. Secret, yeah. yeah, it's different. It's kind of creepy actually. Okay. You don't want to know. I don't. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think Fabian, you did last time, yeah. And as the host, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim this one. Shut uh, it, Jamie. It's that's <laughs> don't blame me. Okay, no, I, I do because I, if when we go, when no, I because this, this battle started last time. Uh, let's be honest. This battle started the day we started recording, <laughs> like years and years and years ago. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Uh, last year, last game, I think you did ET as our last game, and then kind of that whole yep. genre. And then the time before yep. that, I did Shut the Box, which was a really fun one. Yep, My yep, students yep. still play all the time. But a new one yeah, that why sort don't you of, talk about it again? A, <laughs> wow, uh, somebody, <laughs> wow, uh, yeah, yeah. Ouch. So uh, I have a game that I just got. It's called Fish and Flop. Or Flop and Flish. I think it's Fish and Flop. Fish. Finding our Fish and Flop. Yeah. Um, and it's really fun. It's a cooperative game. It's actually like a save the ocean kind of game. Like they're, they're, it's made out of sustainable materials. It's kind of fun oh, on that level. That's kind of neat. Like yeah. ecologically friendly. 
Exactly. It's got like a little like bend to it that way, but it's uh, cooperative in that you've got like three rows of cards and you've got some action cards and you have to be fairly strategic because there's seven rows total that you can have. And it's almost like Tetris. You know how like you make a row and then another one comes down and like rows are built every time, every round that ends, you add another row. And so you're trying to get rid of enough cards in those first three rows that like when a new row is added, you don't go all the way up to the top, which is the boat up there. And so the idea is, is that all these animals are caught in nets and then there's mm-hmm. some trash in there and different like objects too. And you're trying to rescue as many animals as you can um, before you run out of cards. It's, it's a very fun game. So you have is these it ag- fi- fish and flip fish and flip. What did I say? Flop. Yeah. Finding, yeah, yeah. finding our fish and flip. flip. I just Googled it. It's, it's, it's a really fun game. It's kind of obscure. I saw it and thought, oh, I want to give that a try. And it's been really fun. Uh, the dynamics of it are an action card lets you flip a card. So you can't take two whales or three whales off the board unless they're touching each other. And you mm-hmm. flipped one of them to go the same direction as the other one. So if you have two facing one way and one facing the other way, you use one of your action cards flip that animal then you take all three off the board then when you add the next row it kind of adds a little bit lower Uh, it takes a few rounds to get the hang up and the video online was a godsend because i really was like oh i'm missing pieces here (laughs) and so it's also a german it's also german game so maybe you were confused by the language you know Mm. that that there was there was some sort of barrier there that i was trying to get through (laughs) uh but it's really fun uh the true test of it is that uh, we played it. I just gave it to three students and myself and just let them read the directions and learn it. Mm-hmm. And we got about 90% of the way there. I knew we were missing something, but we still had a ton of fun. And then I showed mm-hmm. them the last step of these layered cards that come out after each like round. And uh, they play it every time. They're like, can we play Fish and Flip? And um, hmm. so they're cool. super into it. My homeroom is. And so I go, ooh, that's the sign of a good game. Like yeah. three students yeah. who don't know each other that, that are just trying to get to know each other are able to understand the dynamics and want to try to rescue all the animals. Like it's it's worth it to them. The strategy of it and the Tetris-like movements of some of it and flipping them certain directions. It's it's really fun. So that's and flip. really cool. I know. Love who it. knew? I know. And then actually that's made by a company that I went on their website and they have all sorts of other games too, uh, that would be really interesting to try out. I, I'm not sure all of them would be you know, exactly what I'm looking for, but I don't know if fish and flip was what I was looking for. And it turned out to be a really great game. So cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It sounds fun. That's my game. Yep. Good find. Yeah. I know just random, right? So uh, yep. that's it for us. Uh, gosh, it's so good to be back. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we do. Uh, please hit us up. Uh, check us out. Um, RebelTeacherAlliance.com. Wow. I know. It's that kind of a day. <laughs> RebelTeacherAlliance.com. Uh, you can find us on the X, sort of, kind of. And uh, we'd We're love there, to hear from kinda. you and how things are going. I know. You know, when I go on now, it just seems like it's all ads from other people. I don't know. It's not even like. Yeah. And maybe it's that nobody in our circles are posting anymore. I really don't know. So, all right. Well, uh, we're so glad either way that you guys are part of our community here, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.